Talking Leaders is a Voquinexus production. We help leaders who want people to really hear what they have to say. There is another way round if you want to get stories. A former colleague of ours once suggested this, and it works. And that is that you start with a story in that you don't say to an expert, tell me, you know, your top 10 sort of words of wisdom. You say, can you remember a time during your career that was particularly noteworthy, some situation that made a particular impact on you, something that stayed with you? You're not asking them to derive the learning from it at this stage. You're just saying, tell me what the story was. And they'll think about that and they'll say, oh, I suppose probably one of the most impactful events was I was in this meeting and this person said this and this came out. So they'll tell the story that way. Um, and then you have to say, OK, well, you know, what would you what, what, what did you learn from that? What did you deduce from that? Uh, it's not perfect, though, because they'll tell the story and then they'll say, well, I suppose this and that. They haven't, they haven't locked it away. They haven't uh, classified it in their library of memories as a story that tells this point. They haven't gone through that thought process. So that has the problem the other way around, if you like. But it does mean you can get it, – it's a quicker way, an easier way of getting strong stories. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the way that I think that it works. People have strong stories. They have stories that have really impacted them. And if you ask them, just tell me a story about your career or your volunteer work or anything, there's always two or three that just come top of mind, which mm-hmm. you know really had an impact. So if you ask people, you know, tell me this impactful story, then they they set they they tell the story and it's a good story. But if you then go and say, okay, and what was the learning here or what principle of the model that you formed over 20 years, you know, what principle of expertise does this illustrate? Now they're all in ad hoc mode. You know, they're trying to attach it to something and they're just kind of making it up as they go along. Mm-hmm. And I think that we we all do this. The story is real. And the impact is real, but the exact connection, the hard wiring, the directness that we kind of yearn for, that's kind of constructed in an artificial way. Yeah. That's, and That's what I think happens. Uh, and that, that could happen. And quite often, if it's not done well, which frequently is the case, it, it sort of punctures the, the power of the story uh, a bit. I mean, there is a, there is a way, I've thought of it before, uh, one thing you could do is just just get the story and then just leave the story and let other people derive their own learning from it and that makes it a bit more like a movie then or a novel or a work of fiction where you you play out this scene and then you don't explicitly say so this shows that you should always be honest or that this shows that cleanliness is a, is, is is a really good habit to have um you know you do, and you don't call it out like that you just illustrate it by by the point so you tell the story something happened somebody learned something along the way but you don't call it out and you leave it for the listener to to derive that i've never done it because i've always thought it was sort of a bit a bit open ended really people go okay what was the point of that story then but maybe if you flagged it up and said stories from which you you know take your own learning we're not going to we're going to tell you that, that might be a way of doing it of course, frequently, though, for the jobs that we do, that's not the setup. The setup is, look, we've got these people and they really know this stuff and they need to tell people that you should work in this way and not in that way. So we need them to tell people what those ways are. And that's when we're looking for the stories to illustrate. But maybe a, a sort of more open-ended piece. I mean, a lot of podcasts that do that, uh, that just take 
slices of life and lay them out and you learn what you want from them. Yeah, and when we describe it in that way, it sounds unsatisfactory to me. Mm. Like something more has to be done. Mm. Like it, it needs to be connected to something so that I can take that story and try to apply it somewhere rather than, oh yeah, one time I fell down the well and I spent all afternoon climbing out. Mm. To me, it sounds unsatisfactory to not connect it to anything. But at the same time, I personally believe that that connection to some general neat principle that sounds tight and crisp is possible, but at times it's done in a post hoc or an ad hoc or an artificial way. Yeah. Uh, Scalfani, in his article about, about why experts don't make great teachers, he's actually quite hard about this in that he says that you know you can't just give the abstraction, you can't teach in that way. And even if you give uh, illustrations which, which bring the uh, abstraction to life, he's still not convinced. I'll just read one of the last paragraphs in his article. It's a subparagraph uh, titled The Hard Way is the Only Way. And he says, unfortunately, the hard way is the only way to understand things. And by the hard way, he means getting out and doing it yourself. You learn by doing. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't cut to the chase and just absorb the conclusions like you download a file. Humans don't work that way. And experts have long forgotten all of the concrete examples they encountered along the way to build their abstract models. That's why, I, obviously, I thought this article was relevant. So they find it very difficult to think without their abstractions. Learning is messy and random and time-consuming. The best that an expert can do is allow the student the opportunity to experience the world of whatever and find it that way. Um, now, he, he's right. He's absolutely right in that the, the real way that you learn and consolidate learning is doing it. I, I don't agree with him, though, that um, you can't help someone along the way. And this is something that we've talked about in, in, in other situations several times. Listening to the podcast and getting the examples is not going to suddenly make you proficient in whatever it is you're trying to to brush up on but it but i think it it can help you along the way it can give you tips it can give you things to look out for it, it gives you outline patterns that you might recognize in situations so that you would learn faster in a given situation than if you hadn't had any pre-knowledge or, or information about what might happen so he's right in as much as they don't they're not enough on their own. But I don't. I think the way he's phrased it there is a bit harsh. I think you can benefit people. It is worthwhile listening to what others have experienced and listen to what their advice is and listen to their stories to illustrate that advice because I think it better prepares you. I don't think it fully equips you. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. It prepares you for when you get your own story, your own experience. Yeah you make the connection. Yeah. You know, you have that sticky note in your head that like, oh yeah, Gisby told me about this story and now I know what he was talking about when he said that. Yeah. Like I remember the story and it was a good story and it was obviously very important to Paul, but I didn't really know why until I had my own experience. And now I understand that you have to use the red pen instead of the blue pen. Mm. And this is why. Like, I knew that that was a thing, but I didn't know why it was a thing. Mm. And now I have a much deeper appreciation of the context and the situation that we're in. And so the story that you told about the pens 
does prepare the individual, but they need to have their own learned experience. Yep. So I think that Scalfani has a good point there. And that's, it's consistent with my experience as well, that when you're talking to somebody who doesn't yet have that experience, you do have to connect the dots a little bit more, give an example, and the stories do prepare an individual like that to take a step forward. Mm. When you're talking to a fellow expert or someone that has a comparable amount of experience in something, you can talk in abstractions and you can have a good, meaningful conversation that moves everything forward. Even though neither of you has a common shared example, you, you each have your own individual examples. And since you've built that up over time, an expert talking to an expert can simply talk in abstractions. Each individual is drawing from their own personal experience, which, is, which are different experiences. But they've built up the models in such a in such a way that good communication takes place because each person is experienced. Mm. It doesn't have to be the same experience. It doesn't have to be a shared experience. That's what I found Mm. for me, at least as I've been pursuing my uh, bridge hobby. That happens quite a lot Mm. when you're talking to an experienced player, you can talk about abstract concepts and and people really get into it but when you're talking to more junior players they really want a specific hand or a specific example about how this is applied and then they kind of you know build it up over time and it's been you know i don't want to get too sidetracked but it's been it's been really wonderful to kind of experience that across the um uh, across the continuum of uh, experience and expertise in the game to to see how different people not only talk about things but learn about things mm. i mean it's a, it's an age-old thing of course i mean an age-old thing it's it's the the concept behind the parable is tell the story and let the story illustrate the point and it can do it in a much more powerful way i think the the other thing that it does i think the stories do that met one of the reasons that makes them powerful is a story is much more likely to elicit an emotional response than an abstraction and people are affected quite deeply and may and people will reflect on something much more if if they've had an emotional response to what they've been told rather than not it's always seemed to me that in the stories that people tell what they like to get across are the emotions that they felt at the time mm-hmm. and not that you know i finally connected these three dots and came up with the grand unifying theory of project management or you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. there's often insight that is gained as part of that story. And they're quick to point that out. So that's real. But the reason that they're telling the story is because of their reactions at the time. Yeah. Well, can you can you believe something so ridiculous occurred? Yeah. I I have as she's talking there. great example comes to mind where I was interviewing one guy and he was again talking about uh, getting into the situations in meetings where what he was talking about was don't get into an argument with the the expert on the other side of the table and he did have an example he was he was reluctant to share it because when i first asked him i said do you have an example and he thought and he went oh and he made this groan and he said well there is this one but i try to forget it um, <laughs> so i said well okay 
sounds great, tell us. So he gave us the story. And it was fantastic because he did get into an argument with this expert. And he just kept digging himself into a deeper and deeper hole because he thought he could counter the points that this expert was making. And he thought the expert was wrong, that it was going down a wrong path. He didn't really understand the situation, but was being quite pompous in his, his stubbornness to sticking to the point. And what the guy I was interviewing realised was that once it started to go down that path, he should, he, he should have just said, oh, OK, well, thanks for your point and, and let it go. But he didn't. And he found himself getting annoyed and so in the story that he told, that all that emotion comes out. And he's saying, you know, he was annoyed with the expert and then he was starting to panic himself and get annoyed with himself for digging in so far. And then he thought, well, I've got so far, I can't leave it because I'm going to lose face. And it was so powerful. And, and anyone hearing that, I would, I would be surprised if they didn't remember in a subsequent meeting if they found something going that way his example and think okay maybe I shouldn't shouldn't dig too far because this could turn messy like that that example but um again it was the emotion that really powered that that uh, that whole exchange and the learning 